listening to the Dental Chat Podcast with Dr. Sylvia Lobo Lobo. Dr. Ansi Verdier earned his bachelor's degree in psychology from Tufts University. He completed a post-baccalaureate program at Harvard University and completed his dental school degree at Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. After dental school, he completed three-year residency in periodontics at Tufts University. He is a diplomat of the American Academy of Periodontology and a member of the International College of Dentists. He is a frequent speaker at national dental meetings and is a former teacher at the NYU School of Dentistry, Lincoln Hospital General Practice Residency Program, and the Interfaith Hospital General Practice Residency Program. His clinical practice is in Worcester, Massachusetts. I am so glad to have you on the show, Dr. Verdier. Let's talk about gum disease. How are you today? I'm doing doing great. great. Thank you for for the opportunity. Thank you for joining me today. So let's begin. Can you tell us what is a periodontist? Periodontist deals with the gums. Uh, So anything, think of me as, this is how I explain it to my patients. Think of me as the foundation guy. If you're building a house, you need a solid foundation before you do anything. So anything from the tooth level down is what I am responsible for. So that means the gum tissue and the bone and that's what holds your teeth in place. That's that's what a periodontist deals with. And as you know, and as some people probably hear of, is they hear about gingivitis, right? The horrible disease called gingivitis. And that's an inflammation of the gums. Now, that's it's, it's mostly based on bacteria. What we find is that when that bacteria gets underneath your gums, guess what happens? It starts to cause a reaction where the bone starts to melt away from your teeth and and, and as I tell my patients, what do you think happens if enough bone goes away from your teeth? You lose your tooth. So that's what ends up happening. So we treat that kind of reaction. Okay. So can you tell me what are the main gum disease symptoms? Yeah, great question. Uh, one of the things that we find is that, again, if I look, if we look at different people's mouths, it's bacteria. That's the biggest uh, that's our biggest battler, right? If you're, if, if you're talking about trying to, uh, a war that, we, that we're fighting, we're fighting a war of bacteria. So the bacteria in my mouth, in your mouth, in my daughter's mouth, everybody's mouth is going to be a little bit different. And that's what we're trying to fight. That's the, that's the main culprit of what causes a lot of what we see in the mouth in terms of bone loss and infection and inflammation. Dr. Verdier, what factors can contribute to gum bleeding? So what we find is that if if we don't, first, the very basic is, I tell my patients, if you want to keep your teeth, only floss the teeth that you want to keep. So if you want to keep all your teeth, you got to have good oral hygiene. So you got to start with brushing and flossing. That's like the biggest biggest thing that we hone upon first. And that's if you don't start with that, then that's what's going to cause the, the inflammation and the bleeding that we see around around gums. So what is really the difference between gingivitis and periodontitis? 
So I get that a lot. One of the one of the things that we find is that when you start to get inflammation around your gums, so gingivitis is really the inflammation or the swelling of the gums. And as soon as like, let's say after you eat something, you're going to get something called plaque or bacteria that kind of form on your teeth. And I, I related to this to my patients. I say, think of it like if you live by the water and you see barnacles, like if you go by the, the docks and you see barnacles, right? That's kind of bacteria that's kind of living on your teeth. Now, after you eat something, that bacteria is kind of soft and you can brush it off and you can get it off your teeth. But if you leave it there, what happens is that that bacteria starts to harden. And then if that hardens, it becomes something called tartar or calculus. And that calculus is where all the bacteria kind of hang out. And if that bacteria get underneath your gums, then we call that periodontitis. Why? Because when we start to see the bacteria invade into the gum tissue, it starts to cause a reaction where your, your, your body's not perfect. So what happens is your body starts to fight this fight against this bacteria. And then what happens is that because it's not perfect, it sends cells to kind of break up the bacteria and then causes bone loss. And that's what we call periodontitis. So if you look at your, your mouth, you have your gum tissue and you have your bone that it sits in. And the bacteria are, are you have good and bad bacteria. And when the bad bacteria start to ease up in number, right, what we find is that then you start to get this process where you get bone loss or periodontitis and that's periodontal disease. That's what we call it. It's an infection in the mouth. And it's not like an infection that you can fight with, let's say rinsing or anti, any antibiotics. It's brushing and flossing and removing the tartar and the plaque and tartar around your teeth. That's the basic premonition of all that stuff. Thank you for the clarification. Um, that's very good. So can gum disease be associated with other diseases or conditions? Yeah. So, you know, the studies that we find now is that if you have gum disease, right? So that's gingivitis, uh, both, but most importantly, periodontitis, you're five times more likely to have a stroke or heart disease. We didn't know that before. So we started to study the bacteria and we said, hmm, the same bacteria that we're finding that's causing bone loss around teeth is the same stuff that we're starting to see around the arteries and the veins in your, in, around your heart. And what we find is that if you have moderate to severe periodontal disease, you're more likely to have a premature baby if you're a woman. You're more likely to, to have three times as likely to have stroke. And you're more likely to have a lot of chronic inflammatory diseases. And what does that consist of? That's like high blood pressure, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, and even some cancers. That's very interesting. Can you talk a little bit about um, how can gum disease be influenced by the changes we go through life, such as puberty, menstruation, pregnancy, and menopause? Yeah. So, you know, as we change, right, and the hormones start to change in our bodies, then the bacteria starts to change. So let's take, for example, like if I'm going through uh, puberty, right? As you start to go through puberty, you know, you start to you start to have these changes in your body, and then all of a sudden you get all these kind of different. Uh, 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 you get this this change of the bacteria in your mouth, right? Because you're starting to you get all these new hormones that happen, right? And I'm going to take that example, and I'm also going to equate it to pregnancy. In pregnancy, you have a uh, an uptick of progesterone, same thing, right? 
And sometimes people say, oh, if you're pregnant, your gums start to swell. Well, that's because of the progesterone that you have in your body. And even the same, same thing with puberty, right? You start to see changes in your body and therefore the bacteria in your mouth start to change. And because your bacteria start to change in your mouth, we find that uh, it's, 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 it's just controlling the amount of good bacteria and bad bacteria. So microscopically, when we look at it, it's, it's th those changes and controlling those changes that's gonna make a big deal about whether you're gonna go from gingivitis to periodontitis. So that uptick in hormones causes a swelling and that swelling causes a great environment for bacteria to start to populate and start to multiply. And if you don't take care of your teeth, what we find is that that inflammation that we started with starts to get out of control and it can cause a lot of things, not only gum disease, but we find that sometimes in menopause, right? We get, we get changes in our mouth where even the saliva starts to not be as much as when you were like 18 or 19. And if you have less saliva, you're more likely to get decay on top of the periodontal disease. And what about men? Can gum disease affect men? Yeah, great question. So actually, you know, men men are the worst culprits because men men at, at you know I, I'm I'm I, I tested this. You know, they're not very good at detecting uh, changes or just ignoring the signs and symptoms of stuff. So we find that if we look at a population, about seventy percent of the population is going to be has some form of gum disease. And if we break it down by gender, men are more likely to have gum disease than women. Right, and if you break it down by race and ethnicity, if you come from African American background or Latino background, you're you're even more likely to have some form of periodontal disease. So, can gum disease really affect children, or that's really something we don't see in um, kids? Yeah. So remember, this is a bacterial problem. So bacteria in kids, bacteria in men, bacteria in women, it's all gonna be different. And depending on, this is what I always ask my patients, is there a history of tooth loss in your family? Because we know that if you have a history of something, let's say even heart disease, you're more likely to have heart disease. If you have a history of tooth loss in your family, you're more likely to have tooth loss. And that includes your kids. So getting to the dentist early, even pediatric dentists, when we can identify gum problems, right, or bacterial problems that are changes, right, those bacteria can be really kind of, we call it virulent, right, in kids, where if we don't start having them take care of their teeth early, especially the changes when they go, start to go from um, deciduous teeth, or we call baby teeth, to permanent teeth, that's the most important time. So that's why we try to make sure that they get the good practices early because if we don't do that now, what happens is that if you're not flossing and brossing, you're more likely to lose your teeth, especially if you have bad bacteria on top of that. So is there any implications of gum disease for people that have implants? Yeah, so implants are great. You know, we, we start hearing about dental implants a lot and dental implants are essentially a screw, right? That replaces a tooth. Right? And, and it feels and, and acts just like a regular tooth and it's made of titanium. Just because it's made of titanium doesn't mean that you can't get bone loss around it. You can't get cavities. That's the great thing about it. So no, matter, no matter what you do, you'll never get cavities, but you still have to clean around it just like a normal tooth. And because the implants has something called threads around it, so think about a screw that has these threads, you can still get bacteria that kind of lodge their way inside the thread 
And if you get enough bone loss, just like if you get a tooth, you're going to get a lot of a lot of mobility on that tooth, and eventually you'll lose that tooth just like you would lose an implant. So just because you have an implant doesn't mean that you don't have to brush and floss it and actually take care of it. That's very interesting. Can gum disease be prevented? Yeah, there's a there's a there's there's a lot of techniques that we can do. And again, starting at home by taking care of your teeth. And if you're more prone to getting gum disease because of your genetic factors, or if you're more prone to getting gum disease because of the kind of medications that you're taking, because that's something else that can contribute to the bacteria level changing in your body. We know that if you see the dentist at least twice a year, that's a starting point. Now, if you have periodontal disease or a likelihood for periodontal disease, we say you should go to the dentist at least four times a year. Why? Because every three months, the bacteria that causes the problem starts to populate inside your mouth. And if you don't go for your regular cleanings to remove that bacteria, then it gets to a point where, where you start to get that inflammatory process happening and you get bone loss that happens quickly. Thank you. That's very good. Any last comments for our, our listeners, Dr. Verdier? Yeah, I think what we know that we didn't know about 30 years ago is that the mouth is like the gateway to the, to the rest of the body. And taking care of your teeth, uh, as much as people might say, oh, well, it's not hurting me, so I'm not going to go to the dentist. It, the, the old model used to be that, well, it hurts, and that's when I'll go to the dentist. By that point, it's too late. I, I equate it to a heart attack. You don't, you don't wait before you go to the cardiologist if you know that you have high blood pressure and you're getting symptoms like you know, shortness of breath. It's the same thing with your teeth. Don't wait till your teeth are mobile or wait till you have bleeding gums before you go to the dentist for your regular checkup. Prevention, prevention, prevention. That's the best way that we can keep our teeth because you only get two sets. The first set comes when you're a kid, the second set when you're 18, 19, and that set has to last you till, till you're 80 or 90 yes. years old. Thank you so much for sharing your insights with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me here. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today. Please take a moment to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to recommend topics to discuss in this podcast, please visit the website www.dentalchadpodcast.com or email me at dentalchadpodcast at gmail.com. Disclaimer. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. This is not a substitute for professional dental care or intended for the diagnosis or treatment of individual conditions.